Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Little pop-up. Lee will take it himself. <laughs> Made that look easy. That was a rather nonchalant grab. The guys in the World Series. That's out number two <laughs> here in the get, sixth. Get excited, will you? Ho-hum. <laughs> <laughs> Holiday is one strike away. The 0-2. A bouncer. Ruiz. In time! Roy Holiday has thrown a no-hitter! Oh, memories, Mike Sielski. Memories. Great ones. All right, so here you go. Um... Time for this week in Philadelphia Sports History, brought to you by Shy Vintage Sports, where there's a story in every stitch. Shop there, Center City or Wayne locations, or visit shysports.com for unique gifts for every sports fan on your list. Don't forget, best caller of the day gets a $50 gift card to Shy Vintage Sports. I take you back to December 16th, 2009. Mike, I was working middays with Anthony. We're at uh, Chickies and Pete's. We hear reports during the show. The Phillies traded for Roy Halladay. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. We're thrilled. And then comes the other side, the cost. Yeah. They had to trade Cliffley. Hmm. 364 days later, December 15th, 2010, I remember where exactly where I was again. It was like 11 o'clock at night. I'm getting ready for bed. I'm turning off my computer and just check. I don't even think I had Twitter at the time. I don't remember where I checked. But I, I guess I went to whatever website. And what? Yeah. Cliffley. Free agent, rumored to go to the Yankees, He's come back here as a free agent. The man who did both of those incredible deals joins us, current WIP uh, co-host with Angelo Cataldi, where he does a great job, former Phillies general manager, Ruben Amaro. Rube, those were heady days. They were. First and foremost, guys, let me just uh, say congratulations on your show, Mike. Thank Glenn, you, Ruben. Happy holidays. Thank you, sir. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, the whole nine yards. And same to you, Appreciate my friend. It. Right back at you, Rube. So let us Thank go you. back, Rube. And I know you've discussed yeah. this many times before, including on this show. But why the hell did you trade Cliff Lee for a bag of magic beans? That's exactly probably my, my best trade and my worst trade. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hell of a day. Uh, it was an amazing day. Take us back to what happened that day. Well, there was a lot of things going on. I mean, obviously, the, the, the reasons why we ended up 
uh, trading Cliff is just because, I mean, we had just moved so much talent out of the system. I really, I mean, it, it was no secret that uh, Roy Halliday was sort of my white whale. And he was, in my mind, the uh, best pitcher in baseball and the perfect fit for us. And I had a little birdie tell me that this is where he wanted to play. So going through that negotiation was, was not easy. And um, it was fun and exciting and exhilarating and stressful, but getting it done, that was huge for us. And on the flip side, I mean, I just didn't really want to move Cliff Lee, but I thought, you know, it was probably the most important thing for me to hang on to him and to have the fan base think that we were going to keep both those guys. So we made the, we made the deals pretty almost simultaneously. And, you know, in retrospect, probably should have held, you know, we certainly should have held on to him. Pretty simple. How much, Ruben, did the fact that you had to move him or felt you had to move him motivate you come the offseason of 2010 to get him back? How, how much was that a driving factor? Well, that was part of it, but, you know, we were just trying to get better. Uh, we were in a We were in a cycle at the time where, for us, it was all about winning was all about trying to get the ring again. And that was, I mean, I was hell-bent on that. And so, got to give our ownership group a lot of credit for giving us the opportunity to do this because without their commitment and without their, you know, basically they were willing to go ahead and lose a whole bunch of money just to go ahead and, and try to do just that for the fans and for them to give me the opportunity, just like you're seeing right now with Dave Nabrowski and John Middleton. Yeah. They're doing they, – their commitment's pretty significant, and, and uh, it was pretty clear that we that, – that Cliff Lee also wanted to come back to Philadelphia. So we Yeah, I want to get into that a little bit because, as I recall it at the time, and you clearly know it better than any of us, it was 12 years ago this week – Everybody, I, I believe we all felt he was going to the Yankees. Those are the reports that were going out. Maybe there was another team or something, but I don't remember hearing the Phillies as one of the favorites. And you were really stealth with that um, because, I again, as I said, and I don't know where Mike was at the time. I'll, I'll, but, I have a great anecdote about this, Glenn. Okay. I'll tell you in a second. Okay, but the story comes out, at least it broke publicly, around 11 o'clock at night, right before I went to bed, and all of a sudden it's like, what? He's he's coming back, uh, and I'll, I'll ask Mike to hold his story for one second. How were you able to do that so stealthy? I'm sorry, I just lost you for two seconds. Okay, all right. How were you able to do that um, without any news getting out until you did it? Because hey, rumors travel in baseball. You kept that one under wraps. Yeah, that was the that was the most difficult part of it because we were pretty certain that you know, getting into a bit bidding war with the Yankees or maybe some other clubs was just not going to happen. And, um, you know, I just felt like there's only one way to get this thing done. And if we could get it done by being quiet, then we could, uh, we had a shot at it and which is exactly what happened. And, and again, it was pretty clear to me that, uh, you know, it's pretty clear to me that, that, that Kristen and his, you know, he and his wife and, you know, everybody wanted to be back, so it was, uh, you know, it, it was just the right fit, and uh, it was an it was an exciting time. We are really fortunate 
to have all those like stars to be able to realign for us to be able to get it done. So, Glenn and Ruben, when when that signing went down, I was actually at City Field in New York. I was covering the Mets at the time for the Wall Street Journal, and I was at their annual holiday event that they hold for local elementary school students, at which several players were there, uh, including David Wright, who was dressed as Santa Claus uh, and had to answer questions from me and some other beat writers about, well, Santa... What do you think about the fact that the Phillies have signed Cliff Lee? <laughs> and at one point he said, to your point, Ruben, he said, um, yeah, they really snuck in on that. Uh, they had a plan. Uh, and Car- Carlos Beltran was also at the event and he said, yeah, it's going to be fun. And then he rolled his eyes. Um, what kind of I, I guess, Ruben, what I want to kind of probe you on is the, the level that that signing took that 2011 team to um what was it like to kind of deal with the repercussions of that and by that i mean the pressure of assuming that you're going to go to the world series the way that other franchises and teams were going to approach you what was all that year like right up until the moment that it unfortunately ended in the way that it did uh it was just kind of like again you know for me um, my goal was always to try to win baseball games and to try to get to the World Series. And you talk about 2011 now? Yeah, because you signed Cliff, and then yeah, in 2011 yeah. you have the rotation and all yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it, was a, it was a great disappointment only because for me, in 2010-2011, I honestly believe my heart of hearts, I believe that we had better teams than we had in 2008, just on oh, paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no doubt. And the way they performed. And so whenever you get knocked out of those playoff situations, when you have a feeling that you're better, it, it, it hurts. And, uh, you know, I was just disappointed. I was disappointed for the players. I was disappointed for the fans. Um, and... You know, the goal is always to win, and what what can we do better? How we can make how can how can we make it happen? And we thought we did that in 2011, and we just could not get over the hump. We had, you know, it just goes to show you that if you get in the playoffs, you got a shot. I didn't think that the Giants were a better club. Cody Ross was a thorn in my side. Yeah, gosh. Uh, 2010 with the Giants, and then 2011 it was. You know, had we lost a game against the Atlanta Braves at the end of the season, St. Louis doesn't get into the playoffs. We're not even playing them. And uh, and they happen to be the hottest team in baseball, and, and they got an unbelievable performance out of Chris Carpenter, and we ended up getting knocked out there. So, you know, the other part of it is that I thought that we, we had it wrapped up. Had Chris Lee been able to hold down that one that lead yeah. in the second game oh, of that yeah. uh, division series. Yep. It would have been, I think we would have had smooth sailing. But that's, you know, that's part of baseball, man. It's a, oh, you know, no, that's what Cliff Lee said. Cliff Lee said, oh, that's baseball. Yeah. It, and I get it. It is. It is. And listen, they were great teams. Rube, let's, let's just take a minute to talk a little bit about what's happening right now with the Phillies, who have already had a huge offseason. Yeah. Um, do you have any concerns? And this isn't just the Phillies, but this is um, uh, the, the contract that uh, – Carlos Correa signed, I think a few others like this. Teams are signing players to really long deals now, more than a decade, 11 years, 13 years. 
Do you have any concerns about the longevity of those deals as a guy who's been in management? Oh, of course. I mean, they're all these are all deals that were done because they wanted to spread out the AAB and make it a little, you know, smaller as far as that is concerned so that they can fit people um, onto payroll so that they didn't have to take pay penalties. And I don't think it's almost like a way to defer the contracts, which I don't think is a great way to do business. But if you want players now, I mean, we're in a copycat business. If you want a player and want a great player and you want a difference maker, then now it's, it used to be six or seven years or eight years. Now it's jumped up to like, you know, 10 or 11 years. And the, the, the contracts that then become even more disconcerting are the ones for guys like Brandon Nimmo, who's a good player, mm-hmm. but not a great player. And he's getting an eight-year deal. And for him to get an eight-year deal on a player that's just a decent, good, solid baseball player, I don't know that that's great for the game. It's great for the players. Um, and, and kudos to them. And, and there's obviously enough money that the owners can pay these contracts. Um, but I just don't know if it's, if, you know, you're going to get the kind of production that you would hope to get out of. I mean, back in the day, if you got more than like a two or three or a four year deal, you're a great player. Now you're getting eight year, eight year deals. And that's just a ton of, uh, commitments moving forward. And I, here I thought, you know, when the commissioner, um, sort of in, in a lot of ways, sort of uh, championing these, you know, some of the GMs who were analytically inclined, you thought, well, they're going to be more efficient with their decision-making. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're going to, <laughs> they're going to maybe, maybe they'll be a little bit more prudent with the dollars and cents. Well, that got blown out of the water. And, uh, and, and you're seeing, you know, you're just seeing the market change as the needs for certain ball clubs change. And, and hey, it's all about TV money. Kudos to to uh, MLB that have you know signed these deals and put the owners in a position to be able to make these kind of commitments and to, to be able to to pay the players and bring those players to their cities. Um, but I get concerned because. You know, the, the Reds and the Pirates of the world, they're, they're not able to play in that stratosphere. And that was the one thing that Bud Selig really wanted to have happen was to have, like, each team have some hope going into the season. Yeah. There's about, you know, 15 or 20 teams, maybe closer to even the <laughs> 25 teams who really don't have a great shot at being in the playoffs. And that's, that's not the... That's not a great way to do business, and it's not great for the sport, in my opinion. Well, Ruben, one of the other uh, lamentations that I think you and I sh- have shared o- about baseball over time is the way the sport has changed, become about the home run and the strikeout. And obviously, MLB is going to implement some rule changes for next year. And I'm curious, you know, the Phillies obviously spend a ton of money on Trey Turner, who was you know, a top 10 player in this game, a terrific all-around player. Do you think he'll be even better? Is it possible that he'll be even better for the rules changes that are getting implemented, the lack of shifting, hopefully the increase of 
doubles and triples and stolen bases and things like that. It seems like the Phillies might be getting a player like Turner at exactly the right time. Yeah, and that's the beauty of getting a player with this kind of talent. And and I, and I say talent, the breadth of talent. When you have a guy with uh, great range, excellent speed, good ball, uh, bat-to-ball skills, all those things play into the what I think and, you know, MLB is trying to do is create action on the field. Um, all these things are going to make, I think, you know, Turner even a, a more desirable and a more effective player overall. Um, now, the one thing that, that I get a little disappointed, I'm kind of curious to see what the, uh, ultimately, how it all pans out. But... While you are, you know, eliminating the shift thing, you started to see in the minor leagues, like where players yep. were actually starting to hit against the shift and trying to control the barrel a little bit. I talked to a lot of scouts about it, and they were actually trying to now get base hits, which was a nice turnaround. And now, you know, they've made a rule change basically because the players don't have this skill set anymore. They're changing the rules to have them. You know, I think that they're changing the rules to make the players better. I think it should be the other way around. The players should be adjusting to the rules. But um, if it makes more action on the field, then great. If it, if it creates um, more base hits, if it creates more you know, guys running around and, and more action on the field, then that's, that's excellent. And I hope it does happen because that's the way the game is supposed to be played. And I agree with you, Mike. There's just, you know, it's gotten to the point where there's just not enough action on the field, and that's important to the fan. I mean, oh gosh, yes. like yeah. in hockey, you want to you score goals. Yeah, well, right? and, and, and by the way, guys. in hockey, other than the Flyers, teams are scoring more goals. Ruben, I got, we got like 20 seconds, but I got one more last quick question. Yep. If yep. Ruben Morrow is the manager, what's the top of the batting order next season? Trey Turner's number one for me. And then I'm, uh, and then it's, and then it's Schwarber. I go left, right, left, right. I go with uh, Rio Muto, and then Harper. I love that. That's great. All right, Ruben. Again, the twelve years ago today, thirteen years ago today, they were heady time, or this week they were really heady times and and fun times. And that franchise was a blast. We hope you are enjoying your time on on WIP, my friend. Always have. And uh, again, congratulations on the show. Good luck with it. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Rube. See you guys. All right. There you go. Be well. There you go. All right. Uh, let me uh, just get one quick call because okay. Tom in Downingtown. Been He's been waiting for... a while, yeah. What's up, Tom? Hey, guys. How you doing? All Great, right. Tom. Good. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Enjoying it very much. Great. If I have time at the end, i got a quick question for you. But um, I want to get on the, um, the Jalen Hurts debate. Glenn, like you, I was someone who thought the Eagles were crazy to get rid of Wentz and actually even more crazy to hand the ball to, to Hurts. Well, wait, uh, I, didn't, I, I didn't say either of those things. Well, <laughs> all, well, all I, I said was I didn't know that Hurts would ever have the upside that Wentz had. Wentz has gone completely south. Hurts has been amazing. But I, that, that's just... 
I didn't go quite as far as you, but yeah, go ahead. Okay, all right, but 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 I'm I'm pleased with that uh, that that he's doing so well. But in terms of the MVP, uh, he's probably going to get it. But if he doesn't get it, here's why I think it won't happen. And it kind of goes back to what you guys said in the last segment about synergy. You know, when I look at Bryce Harper when he won the MVP a couple of years ago. It was because he put the team on his back. And if it wasn't for Bryce Harper, that team would have, you know, it, 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 they wouldn't have had uh, a, a, as good a season as they did. I mean, they didn't make the playoffs that year, but Bryce Harper was the team. You look at this team, and you've got the best offensive line. You've got, when, when Goddard's healthy, you've always got four receivers on the field that somebody's going to be open that you can throw the ball to. And, you know, the, the thing is, is that, there's there's so many quarterbacks that, you know, listen, if you put Minshew in there, I agree with you, Mike, it's not going to be the same team. But right now, there's oh, probably he's five... minimizing the quarterback, Mike. Uh, no, 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 what, I, no, what I'm saying is, there's, is. Probably, there's probably, five, be honest now, there's probably five, at least five quarterbacks in the league right now that if you put them behind Kelsey, they'd have similar results. Well, yeah, would Patrick Mahomes be one of them? Sure. Well, uh, well yeah. But, well, but yeah, many, but five quarterbacks in the say. So you just said he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. I oh, got I no agree. problem with that. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. But, okay. but I don't think he. But I don't think he's MVP because I uh, think. Okay. It's I, I hear your point. I, I, I hear your you point. Know? I, I'll wait to pick my MVP at least another couple of weeks. Yeah. But I, I think yeah. he's the favorite now for good reason. But okay. What, what's your question, Tom? Uh, well, Mike, you know, one of the things I miss about uh, Ray Diddy is that every once in a while he would turn, uh, he would take a break and he would give the microphone to his brother, Roy, who oh, Roy, Roy, Roy and I were kindred spirits. And I was just, I was just wondering, do you have a crazy uncle or maybe a cousin Eddie that you could bring on the show every once in a while? When do we get the alter ego? That's a fine one. We have not yet seen the alter ego. I, I, you know... I, I don't know that there's been a reason. It hadn't been a caller to get under your skin. Yeah, Glenn, I contain multitudes. So I, <laughs> it may just be... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right, yeah. um, but it may just be one of the uh, already present sides of my personality that, that makes manifest. So we'll, uh, we'll see how this goes. We're, we're going to always on. get the charming... No, I, I, you know, there, there's, there's plenty of stories out there that in time we'll, we'll get around to telling. I know Ray had the Christy Brinkley, uh, story. Oh, and, if you and, can, if you can get close to that. Uh, well, I can't get close to Christy Brinkley, but, um, you know. Other when, than when, Ray, none of us can. Exactly. No. Exactly. All right. We come back. We're going to tell you what to watch. By the way, at noon, we're going to catch up with old friend Marshall Harris, who is now a big time TV guy in Chicago. We'll get his assessment of the bears and we'll take your calls. 215-592-9494. Hey, United Tires Holiday Specials have arrived. Get some of their best tires at the very best prices now. Make sure your tires are healthy for all the holiday travel. Call or go to unitedtire.com for specials or stop by your local United Tire store today. The weather doesn't get... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, what we're watching is sponsored by Got a Door and Window. Take advantage of Got big year-end sale. Receive 40% off of windows and doors until December 31st. Call 1-877-GO-GUIDA or visit them at gogu-i-d-a.com. By the way, before we get to it, Ray Dinger will be at Barnes & Noble in Broomall today from 1 to 3. If you want to go by and have uh, buy a nice book, Ray's book there, and have Ray sign it, he will be Barnes & Noble, Broomall 1 to 3. All right, Mike, we each, well, I'll explain why I'm watching a lot of TV these days, but I want you to go first. You are uh, going through a series of comedy specials. You've, you've focused on this. Yeah, I am. I, uh, I love stand-up comedy specials. I was actually uh, home last night with my family, and after the kids went to bed, I rewatched the Jerry Seinfeld stand-up from a couple of years ago just because I like that style of humor. And one of the, the comics who practices that kind of observational humor and is really good and really funny is a guy named Tom Papa who is in his early 50s. He's husband, father of two, uh, does some work for NPR, if you listen to NPR. And he has a special out, out, on that, out now on Netflix called What a Day. And it's basically him living life and talking about how a lot of us are living life these days, coming out of the pandemic, trying to be a parent, trying to be a husband, uh, the differences between men and women, all those kind of things. And it's really, really funny. Um, I watched the... And we talked about this last week. I watched the Sebastian Maniscalco special, which was which was very funny. The Tom Papa one, it's called What a Day is Better. It is just, I laughed from beginning to end. I felt that everything he kind of was observing and putting his, his stamp on was on the money. I related to it completely. Um, somebody else may, may feel differently, but it spoke to me and it it made me laugh, as I said, from start to finish. So... Uh, it's actually one of the best things I've seen this year. I give it four stars out of four. Um, yeah, I recommend it. Somebody of my generation or even a little bit older, someone like you, Glenn, I think would really, really find it funny. He was in a uh, series I watched. I think he was the guy on HBO uh, like seven, eight years ago called The Nick. Okay. I did not um, see that. Yeah. It was like a, it was like a, a hospital series set back in the day. Ah. And I think that I'm pretty sure that was him, and he was very good. So, all right. Well, there you go. And the name of the special is, one more time. Tom Papa. Yeah. What a day. And it's on? It's on Netflix. Okay. 
So I'm watching a show called Alaska Daily, which is a good old-fashioned newspaper drama starring Hillary Swank on ABC, of all things. Ah. Uh, created by a guy named Tom McCarthy, who wrote and directed the Oscar-winning movie Spotlight. Yes. O the, also wrote the Pixar yeah. movie Up. He wrote Up? Yes. That I, uh, That's one of my favorite movies. Me too. Uh, he also did the newspaper season of The Wire, so he's yes. got a really good resume. Yeah, he's the guy in The Wire who played the uh, the plagiarist. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It is it is based on a series of articles uh, from the Anchorage Daily News in conjunction with ProPublica about uh, official indifference to uh, missing or murdered indigenous young women in Alaska uh, in recent years. And so that sounds like it should be great, right? Mm -hmm. Hillary Swank. The, the guy Tom McCarthy wrote it, compelling story. It's not great. It's oh. it's it's decent to, to good. Here's the thing, Mike. I think if it had been an HBO miniseries or a Netflix streamer, I think they could have made it great. Mm -hmm. As a network series, it has to be something broader. It's got to right. be a little less subtle. It's dumbed down. It's got to appeal to a broader audience. Not dumb. But you, remember the old Netflix promo that they used to say, "It's not TV. It's Netflix." Sure. Yeah, well, this is TV. Um, <laughs> here's the setup. Hillary Swank plays a dogged investigative reporter in D.C., breaks a huge story involving a shady general, except that her lone source... By the way, the, the premise of the show is she's a great journalist, but she clearly is not. Right. She's got one source on this huge story, and that falls apart, and so she loses her job and her career, and she complains about being canceled by wokeness and the whole thing. Eesh. In steps an editor that she worked for 17 years ago who offers her a second chance, except he's now in Alaska. So she's got to move to Alaska. Um, and she goes, of course, and immediately alienates everybody. And this this is where, as somebody who worked in newspapers for 15 years before I got into radio, I see all the faults. Mm -hmm. She lacks any tact. Any good reporter has to have some degree of tact. Yeah. Uh, the other reporters have no sense of how to get info. Um, she's periodically has to give them like basic wisdom, like, Hey, if something's public record, you have to demand it. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and huge stories amazingly come together in one day. And I think this is true with every profession where like here, if you're a doctor and you look at a medical show, you see all the, the faults, right? Yep, absolutely. Okay. So I was in newspapers. You're in newspapers. When you see a show involving newspapers, you go like, yeah, well, that's not how it works. Right. Right. And so well, I do that. But. I think most people probably don't care about that stuff. So if I can turn off my newspaper side, it's pretty fun, mm -hmm. uh, and it's a good story. Um, I sometimes like to, to do a mashup. It is Lou Grant meets Northern Exposure. Did you ever see Northern Exposure? I remember Northern Exposure, yeah. Yeah, it was a you good know, show. Offbeat, funny, right. you know. About a doctor who has to go to Alaska, right. in a small town in Alaska. Well, it's the same thing, but it's a newspaper reporter. Hey, Hillary Swank's up for a Golden Glove. 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 Excuse me. <laughs> A golden globule? What? <laughs> golden globe. She's not up for a gold glove. She's not that good of a second baseman. But she is for a golden globe. Globe. Jesus. I cannot say it. Anyway, the show, and this is where you'll also f understand this. It's got it's got every stock character. It's got yeah. the cranky city editor. Oh, God. And the over-eager uh, cub reporter and the idealized indigenous reporter. And it's not great, but it's popcorn TV. And sometimes you want popcorn. Can, can we talk a bit about Hillary Swank? This is an actress who has won two Best Actress Academy Awards. 
and yeah, big time, big time, and and yet her career is not. It hasn't been great since that second Oscar. She won for mm. Million Dollar Baby, and she was awesome in it. Amazing. And it's a, it's a Wait, great that was movie. The second Oscar? Yeah, she had won wow, for... That's, uh, going, that's like 2008? 2004. Oof, 2004. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's been 18 years since she was at the top of the heap, and her, her career has kind of you know, d- declined since then, I'd say. Well, this and is a good I'm curious why. Her. I don't know why. I don't know. But this is a good vehicle for her because she's kind of the star of the show. They would do wise to make her a little more likable. She's mm. just she's a little hard edged and he, he, they're going to have to make her a little more likable. Anyway, um, Alaska Daily is not a great show, mm. uh, but it's a but it's a fine show. And I give it a you do it in stars. I do out of 10, six out of 10. Yeah. OK. But right there in that middle zone where. It's worth watching, but if you got something better, do something better. Yeah, I, I think you're you're on the money there with respect to it being on ABC. You know, it's and and it having to appeal to a broader audience. You know, we referenced The Wire earlier, and there's a difference between a police show on HBO or a streaming service like The Wire and a police show on a network like, let's say, Blue Bloods or something yeah, like that. Exactly. And this exactly. is more of the Blue Bloods kind of end of things. It's it would a be, great comparison because yeah. Blue Bloods a decent show. And Blue Bloods is not a show that you're going to see on a streaming network, right? And so that's the, and that this is Blue Bloods for newspaper geeks. Gotcha. Uh, let's go to our friend David in North Philadelphia. How are you, Dave? Hi, David. Pretty good. Um, last three weeks, I actually was making a delivery at Rittenhouse Square. I drive past the one and only Ray Dittinger, his wife, and they were walking the dog. Ah. Last week, I went to the. Um, I heard you talk to Mitchie Tools, and I when I mean, you said where the location of the shop was. I said, that's got to be the one I, I did business with him during the pandemic. Yeah, right down near the foot of South Street. I walk in, and I'm just like, that's him. Okay, so wow, it's tomorrow. Yeah. It, this is a community who listened to WIP. Absolutely. Um, the Eagles are uh, better equipped to handle the mobile quarterbacks than any team probably ever. I think about out of the top five um, mobile quarterbacks, we've had three of them at different stages in their career with Randall, Donovan, and Michael Vick. This 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 game comes down to their bad. That, that team's defense bad, 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 bad. Put up a lot of points. Might trust the quarterback. Sit down, and eat some popcorn in the third quarter with the starters. Let them rest and heal up. I think so too. Yeah, we'll give our picks in the next hour. But I, I, I mean, I predicted we'll a blowout well. last week, and I comfortably can predict a blowout this week. Yeah, your point is well taken, David. I mean, the Bears basically run a facsimile. Of the Eagles' offense. I mean, you know, Justin Fields has rushed for more than 900 yards. He's run for eight touchdowns, but he's not the passer that Jalen Hurts is. He just isn't. And so you're right. I think if there's any team that is familiar enough with the Bears' offense to shut it down, or ought to be familiar enough with the Bears' offense to shut it down, it's the Eagles' defense. It's a problem. David, we're losing you, so I got to let you go. But uh, Merry Christmas to you, and give our best uh, to your sister. I have not seen your sister in a long time, so give us uh, give her our best. Uh, You know what? I'm going to have Clay from Kansas City hold. He wants to talk about Parsons' disrespect. I don't know if it is Micah Parsons' disrespect toward Jalen Hurts, or is Micah Parsons being disrespected? We'll save that drama. Okay. For the next segment. Dun dun dun. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Mike Sealski, Glenn Mack, now on 94 WIP. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Mike Sealski, Glenn Macnow. All right, Clay in Kansas City is checking in here now. Clay, is it that Micah Parsons? Hey, Glenn, has, you... Well, hi there. Is it that Micah Parsons has disrespected Jalen Hurts, or that you think Micah Parsons is being disrespected? Oh no, Glenn! I've called the show before. I'm a huge Eagles fan. Have been here in Kansas City for many, many years. Oh, um, you and I have talked barbecue now, haven't we? we? we yes, we have. We have. Oh, yeah. um, you know what I'm most proud of about the team this year, and I say we because after 35 years, you get to say we. Uh, what I'm most proud of about this team is the way they handled this this week. You know, they didn't spout off and say things, you know, back and get into a war of the words. They're focusing on the Bears and. But I can guarantee you this. I think inside that locker room, they know what the rest of the NFL is saying. Um, and I think there's a little bit of quiet frustration there. And I think that's a really good thing, Glenn. What do you think? Uh, Mike, I'm going to go to you on this, actually, because I want to hear your point of view on this first. Yeah, and, uh, you know what? Clay, it's interesting. I'm in the locker room, I would say, not as much as some, but I'm in there twice a week usually, uh, and, and I'm able to get a decent sense of things. I don't sense frustration or a feeling amongst the players that, hey, we're not getting our credit. Uh, what I do sense is a confidence amongst all the guys that we're good, we know we're pretty good, we're not looking ahead at anything, and I know how cliched this sounds, but I do think, I- I'm a big believer that more than even a head coach, the leaders of a team in any sport, are the ones who really set the culture of that team. And I think that among Jason Kelsey and Brandon Graham and Lane Johnson and Fletcher Cox and Jalen Hurts, that the the perspective in that locker room is not let's get in a war of words or let's get angry or frustrated or fire back at anybody who says anything about us. It's more, hey, a lot of us have been down this road before, just kind of eyes on the prize and one week at a time and all that kind of stuff. And you need to have that and if you're going to be a successful team. And I, I chalk it up to the, the leaders in that room. You know what's funny is so often in sports you get the, hey, nobody believes in us. It's us against the world. Everybody, I mean, that narrative is played out thousands of times, often when it's just completely made up. It's, you know, teams need to find motivation. So the, there's the nobody believed in us. I haven't heard any of that from this team. No, not at all. I think Mike's right. I think they're just they're just looking ahead and doing what they do. Yeah, go ahead. I'm can sorry. I, can I make a quick yeah, one additional yeah. comment? And then I'll go. Sure. So, like, I live in the Midwest, right? Um, I have a little bit of a different perspective just because I am surrounded by Chiefs and Cowboys fans here, mm-hmm. and my phone blows up during 
you know, games and says, well, the Eagles look really good. Can't wait till they play the Cowboys or what if they play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And it, it doesn't feel necessarily exactly like 2017 when Kelsey makes a famous speech at the end, but maybe just a little bit. And I think it, it, this does nothing but benefit the Eagles to have people saying, hey, maybe they're a little bit overrated. And Guys, I, I love the show. Uh, listen to it every Saturday when I take my dogs for a long walk. You guys have a happy holiday. Beautiful. Well, Thank you, Clay. Touch. You know, one of the things, fans hear that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, media hears that stuff more than players hear that stuff. Football, more than other sports even, is very insular. I mean, these guys, they go in there in the morning. They're with each other. They're working out. They're going to, you know, position meetings. They hear from the coach. They go to practice. They go home, they're mm-hmm. tired, they eat dinner, they spend a couple hours with their wife, they fall asleep. Yeah, and, and I mean, here's it's not like they're sitting around watching ESPN. Right. And here's the other thing, Glenn. This brings us back to where we started the show. There hasn't been a big, for lack of a better word, incident or moment or development that has put the Eagles in the position of being what they were in 2017, underdogs. The reason they heard all of this all of the discussion and the oh, you can't do it, you can't pull this off, is because they lost their starting quarterback who was on his way to becoming the you know the league MVP that year. And so none of that has happened yet. As, as we've said, they're, they're really, everything that's come their way, they've handled. They haven't, knock on wood, suffered a major injury to a really, really important player who's going to, it's going to knock the guy out for a long time. Obviously, they've, they lost Dallas Goddard for a period. Um, but it's not as if they've had anything where they could, that would be a crisis moment yeah nothing like that no they haven't or even a controversial moment they haven't had the the to exactly drama they haven't had any of that listen they had their their down period against washington and indy right they lost one game and they almost lost another but since then i mean they've roared back with what 40 35 and 48 points yeah they had a weakness early in the season against the run, and then the last two weeks they allowed 30 yards to Derrick Henry and I think 28 yards to Saquon Barkley. They fixed things. Hey, they had two penalties for nine yards last week after yeah. that being an issue. There's not a weakness. They lead the league in points scored. Their offensive and defensive lines are so good. Um, Jalen Hurts, I mean, we've talked about how excellent he is, and he has all day. This takes nothing away from him, mm-hmm. but he has all day to look for – A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, yeah, who are pretty damn good. They have, as you said, they survived the loss of Goddard. He's coming back. They had 29 sacks all last year. It was a big weakness. This year, they've got 49 sacks. They're on pace for 64. They're the only team in the league that has five different linemen with at least 28 pressures. And that may sound like an obscure stat, but it's not. They got seven sacks last week. Um, and they get pressure all through the defensive line. Glenn, they have a 34-year-old defensive end who's coming off of Achilles yeah, tendon surgery who is going to set a career high in sacks this season. They have a left tackle who they traded up to draft who does not play. He doesn't start. Andre Dillard was supposed to be their left tackle of the future, yeah. and he doesn't see the field unless something yep. goes wrong. Yep. Yep. I mean, that speaks to where they're at. And, and yes. it's, I get it. It's an uncomfortable position for us as Philadelphia followers and fans to be in, to take a step back and say, what do we have to complain about here or worry about? But that's where the Eagles are at this point. We had Ruben Amaro on earlier, right? And Ruben was uh, one of the architects, or the prime architect of the 2011 team, which 
Maybe it's a bad comparison because they ended up losing in the playoffs far earlier than we thought they should have. But that that was the last team to me before this one. And listen, mm-hmm. the 2017 team, they went and won the Super Bowl. But this team since then is the one where every week I think, like, they're just going to kill the opponent. Yeah. They're they're great. I, I That team, the 2011 Phillies, were great. To me, this team, so far, right, still yeah. a lot to prove, but so far they are they're at that level of greatness. Yeah, and, and there's a, I think we've discussed this before too, there's like a sweet spot in this town for a certain kind of team. I think this year's Phillies team, for instance, fit that where you could look at them and say, if everything went right or if they got hot, they could make the kind of run that they ended up making to the World Series. But but based on the way they got into the playoffs, there was this lack of pressure on them, right? Like they were the last team to get in, they ended the playoff drought, the the town was and the region was kind of happy about that and mm-hmm. anything beyond that is in a way gravy sort of the same thing with the 01 Sixers where they're just yeah, playing yeah, their yeah. guts out every night yeah. and however far they go well at least we know they they left everything on the court uh this kind of team or the 2011 Phillies are different in that regard it's a little harder for us to deal with when a team is expected to win <laughs> yeah well they've earned it yeah uh Mitch Somebody just called and uh, was talking about your hardware store. Somebody did. Yeah, was he it, said they. Uh, our friend from, was it was Dave, Dave from, from North Philly. Said they. Yeah, just, I, he, I missed it. I, he was in here for two hours the other day. We're talking. Yeah. Wow. Uh, about you guys and WIP. Boy, he can talk. I thought I can yak. My God. <laughs> God. Let me just say something. Put the two of you together in one room. Yeah. Oh my God. It's a lot of words. Well, I got to get my weekly call in again, guys. Confident, yeah, relaxed about Sunday's game. Um, you know, uh, there's nothing, there's nothing bad to say. God, remember the old days you used to call up, everything was, you know, negative this, negative that. I, 27, 21, I see the Eagles winning. Um, oh, that's a lot closer than I see, but okay. Yeah, you're right. I said that last week and they, you know, but I, you know, I think this is going to be a little tougher with a running quarterback for the, you know, for the mm-hmm. Chicago, but, um, it's a good time to be a fan. L- L- Mitch, I want to ask you something. Which yeah. is, you know, you come at this from from the perspective of a longtime fan. What is, what, where do you get the joy out of following a team like the Eagles? And I, I know that sounds kind of obvious and silly, but do you really appreciate and and treasure the ride that a team like this is putting you on? And and then how do you deal with the possibility that okay, they might lose in the playoffs and they might fall short of where we would hope they would go? See, I'm just like, the, you know, one game at a time, enjoying each win, not thinking about, I'm not even talking about Dallas or anything else, it's just enjoying it and, and knowing that, you know, I leave the store here, and we have a, I talk to somebody, I run somebody on the street, we have a winning team. I mean, I've been, how long have I had talked to customers? Oh, the Eagles, are they going to have, remember, Glenn, the old days, six wins, eight wins, ten mm-hmm. wins, now you have, you know, you have a Super Bowl ring a few years, not that long ago, and and you have a great team this year, so it's it's a great. So it's feeling. funny, Mike. He really, Mitch, reflects kind of what we started the show with, mm-hmm. which yeah. is they're so good and there's so few issues of drama. We really yeah. don't know what, like, what do we talk about? Right? They're just they're great. Right? We're not used to saying they're great. Mitch, have a great weekend. Happy Hanukkah to you and your family, Mitch. Yeah, I mean, it's an unusual position to be in. Yeah, it is. It's um, but there's, not so bad. No, not bad. It's 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 testing the the theory that you can't enjoy the sweet without the sour because there really hasn't been very much sour this season. There's been a lot of it in the past, but not in the last three months. 
All right, coming up, we catch with our catch up with our old friend Marshall Harris. Used to uh, sit in the chair Mike sits in right now, occasionally. Now a big time, big time sports guy in Chicago. We'll compare and contrast the two quarterbacks in tomorrow's game. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four with Mike Sealski. I'm Glenn Mack. Now on ninety four WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.